1: Greetings Grapple fans and welcome to uh, this edition of the Pro Wrestling Index here on the Anfield Index uh, podcast channel. I was, apologies, I, I was just trying to remember which episode we're number, we're, we are up to and um, for the life of me, I can't quite remember, I've lost count in there somewhere. Maybe it's because of all the pay-per-views because we I, we either, we are previewing one or we're reviewing one. seems to be the way now with WWE, every other week there's a pay-per-view. Uh, that's, it's just too many, but anyway, uh, so Andy Wells is uh, here in the chair with you, I am the host for this evening, and I am joined not by Mo Chatter. he's uh, not with us for a couple of weeks, instead I am joined by my good friend uh, Guy Drinkle, evening Guy.
2: Evening Andy, I mean, Mo hasn't fell asleep this time, which is also news, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm stepping in,
1: I'm stepping in. Yeah, it's... stepping into the breach um a, d- a decent amount to talk about i mean we are going to get into it the hell in the cell uh, pay-per-view that's uh, that was this past weekend we will get into that because uh, it was it was pretty decent uh, and there's a bit to talk about which is always good but before we move on to that couple of big talking points um one was on raw and the other was not on raw that being a talking point in itself but we'll start with what was on there and we we you know, we we went over it last week. We mentioned it. You know, the rumors of the Shield reuniting, and, and you know, these were not rumors anymore. It was happening, and lo and behold, there in front of our eyes, they did it. And I've got to I've got to say, guy, I'm so impressed. It took them less than an hour to get a brand new T-shirt printing. You know, they'd only just got <laughs> back together, and they already had a T-shirt.
2: I know, it's almost like it's (laughs) Um, (laughs) pre-planned. But yeah, I mean, the long-awaited Shield reunion, um, which has kind of came about a bit randomly. Um, I think most people probably expecting a triple threat match at some point between them before the reunion. Um, But no, here we are. I mean, it's kind of a bit random, but um, as you said before we started recording, uh, this is just a very, 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 very good way of um, pasting over the uh, lack of a champion crack because Lesnar's probably not going to be about for rumble, maybe. Maybe a little bit before.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. rumours rumors here will be seen before then. I think, yeah, the the feeling is that this is a way of tidying things over storyline-wise. Yeah. Uh, certainly for Roman Reigns until we get to round about rumble time and then they can start building towards WrestleMania. Uh, when we're likely to see uh, uh, Reigns against uh, Lesnar, and, and obviously this is an opportunity for for Roman Reigns to perhaps curry favor a little bit more with the fans, try and get him get the fans on board with him. But my concern no, with this, no. <laughs> uh, well, he did get a bit of a cheer, you know, when they got together. It was it was a good moment, and there was some nice spots in there, and and great that they're they're working with. You know, a team so so well oiled, a machine
2: mm.
1: so well oiled uh, as Cesaro and Sheamus uh, right now. But m- my concern in this is, you know, the, the Shield getting back together after a few years is a is a big thing. You know, in recent WWE history, it's a big thing for the fans. Always going to get a great pop. It just kind of feels as though it's been thrown out there, and it's. I think it's one of those things that you can only do it. you know once for the first time if you know what I mean Mm. you know that that first ever reunion that's that's a one-time thing and to throw it away you know for what's going to be a b-show really TLC it's I don't know I'm not sure whether they've really maximized it enough for me this could have been you know a SummerSlam event or something like that something major perhaps not WrestleMania but but it really could have been something a lot more significant
2: yeah, I mean it is proper random. Like it, it, there was, there's no natural feud for them. I know, like it's great having um, Sheamus and Cesaro in which will be the main event because they're fully deserving. Um, and you got the Miz, and then you've got Braun Strowman for some silly reason. Um, but it, it just uh, it, it is a bit random. It is a bit random. I mean when. The Shield was at at its peak. It was feuding with other three man teams like the Wyatt Family, Evolution. Um, well, <laughs> Ryback and Team Hell No. <laughs> that was a bit random, but I mean they got a good match out of them. So <clears throat> there's a they'll they'll definitely put on a show. But there was natural feuds to be had when the Shield was first about this time. There's not many stables in. Well, especially on Raw, I mean, the New Day could have worked, but they're on SmackDown, obviously, um, but no, no, it's a bit, it's a bit put together, as as we've both said, it's to paper over crack, isn't it, really, um, but no, it's, yeah. it's it's going to be fun, it's going to be good, I, I don't want to put a downer on it, but it's just, it's just a bit weird, as you say, this, this could have been a, probably even a WrestleMania moment, never mind a SummerSlam moment.
1: Yeah, it's, that's it. You don't want to put a down on it because it is good to see and it will be enjoyable but you just can't help feel but feel that it really could have been a bit more significant and it could have been a, a bit more of an intense build-up and that's the thing, you know, when, when you think of what these guys have been through and, you know, the reasons why they couldn't get along and yada, 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 you know, all it took was Braun Strowman to fight a couple of them and then the Miz and the Miz to to turn and, and and that's it. That's all it ever took, you know. Compared to the things that, you know, that, that drew them apart not so long back, yeah. it adds. it just does feel as though it's just been thrown together so so hastily. And and it is it's a little bit of a shame because I I I just think as much as anything, it's it's like perhaps a, um, a missed opportunity that they really could have got a lot more from this. You know, that they, they could have stretched this out over a few more weeks and it really would have been a major moment. And perhaps it could have been something for Survivor Series then, you know, that we've got, we're looking at a 3v4, you know, that that's, I, I don't know, like you say, you, you don't want to put a down on it, but it does, it does kind of feel, it, you do get the impression it has been chucked together and it's just a storyline filler and you've, I don't know, it's just like, the Shield reuniting perhaps should be a bit more than a storyline filler for a couple of months.
2: Yeah, yeah, that, that's the main point. I mean, Do do you think someone else... Will, I mean, Matt Hardy's probably the most logical one because obviously Jeff's out, he's not really got a storyline, obviously faced Strowman. Do you think he might get added to it to make it a four-on-four?
1: Four? Oh, heaven knows it. It's... It, it, they might even throw Kalisto in there or something like that. The, the WWE do these random things from nowhere at times. Oh,
2: that's a that's a good segue. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Now,
1: be honest. Now, I want you to be absolutely honest when Kurt Angle comes out because this is where we, you know, thought ah, actually this could turn out to be a smart thing. You know, this no contact clause, nobody on the current cruiserweight roster can touch him, and all this, and you think actually maybe this could be. You know, an ingenious way to introduce somebody new into the cruiserweight division, and it almost was. And then he goes, and I have just signed to the cruiserweight division. Did you get excited? Did you think, oh, I wonder if this could potentially could possibly be Johnny Gargano? How amazing would that be that Gargano turns up, wins a title, and then down the line we get Champa turn up, and then they feud over the cruiserweight championship. How amazing would that be? Were you disappointed? When it was Kalisto,
2: oh, it was terrible. <laughs> it was awful. I mean, that's just because Kalisto is talented. Apart from his uh, his famed promo from the draft, where he was doing his Lucha things or whatever he said. Um, but yeah, I mean, to build up such a moment to a, a person like Kalisto, who had an alright run with the U.S. Champ, I know he was feuding with Ryback and that, and and stuff like that, but. He, kalisto's very capable of putting on a good match I and mean, he's not the most charismatic um but yeah I, I, i'm glad kalisto is there but the silly build to have him come out as the as this new saving light of the uh, cruiserweight division was a bit a bit stupid and i don't think there is that much there isn't that much to bounce back off on enzo and obviously it led to the uh title change and I, i'm not that arsed about kalisto being champion um let, let's see where it goes but there's there's more worrying news coming out of the cruiser yeah
1: episode. i mean just on clear so yes he is a good <laughs> worker you know he can put on some really good matches you know and they can be exciting and everything like that but the fact is yeah he doesn't have great charisma but most probably most importantly is his character has been buried over the past couple of years he's been he's been mediocrity he's been He's been a, a glorified jobber at times. Mm. And this is the thing. And that is when you get that kind of an impression and then they throw someone out there. You know, someone who you, you've been made not to care about, to think is pretty insignificant for a couple of years. You're conditioned into thinking they're not good. And then they throw them out there and you're supposed to suddenly take them as a serious contender. And And this has been happening... In, in various oh, parts, non bigger on bigger stages it, than
0: the
2: cruiserweight division. Yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> yes. So it's it's slightly bizarre, but yeah. I mean, you alluded to it there. Rumors are that uh, Neville had uh, walked out uh, of Raw on on Monday night and has apparently uh, requested his release from WWE and. Yeah, the talk of him being frustrated at uh, storylines and everything else. Um, it, this is is not good, is it?
2: No, not no, not at all. I mean, we we talked in the WhatsApp group about differing levels of how we rate Neville, and uh, yeah, they, I mean, I I think if he was on SmackDown more so than Raw, he he's definitely a, a champion, a, a main event talent. I mean, especially with this heel character that he he, he brought, which kind of give the Cruiserweight um, division a bit of relevancy till the WWE decided to make it the uh, the pre-show t- um, title. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's definitely going and. You've seen we've seen this before with Austin Aries, um, and we'll probably see many more if the if the cruiserweight division continues to be this this sideshow, which has only only been given relevancy because someone sells a bit of merchandise but has not has not one shred of ability compared to others. It's uh, it, it's really really frustrating, and and if 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 Neville has asked for his release, I, I, I fully understand and fully support it. I mean, he is he is. Probably one of the most talented guys on the roster. And he's shown that he has charisma, um, especially in this heel character, as I said. He he's he's The he's King amazing. of yeah. the
1: cruiserweights. I know.
2: Uh, exactly. That's
1: what he is. He is. Uh, and he lived up to it. He was. He was brilliant, he's fantastic, he was, to the point where fans were cheering at, at pure respect for how how damn good he was. And not only that, it's little things, it's the little things and Kevin Owen is brilliant at the little things that a heel should do and he was doing the little things where he'd go up there, you know, for for the finishing move and it's spectacular, the red arrow and because people were starting to cheer that he might be going for the red arrow he'd turn, you know throw a hand at them, climb down off off the turnbuckles and put a submission on instead and it's like, that's what a heel does, you know, they're little things that a heel does and it's he he, you're like where where's this guy been? You know he was the vanilla baby face, mm. and now he's suddenly this red hot heel. And I understand, yeah, you're saying he could be on SmackDown. Yes, he could be in the main event picture. But when I look to SmackDown and I see hot talent going in there, I yep. see them being right. in a fifty-fifty booking with uh, with Dolph Ziggler. Lose all of their heat, all of their momentum, and then be fed as fodder to Jinder Mahal, Jinder Mahal to a jobber <laughs> with the title. Yet, yeah, so it's yeah, I i can understand. Yeah, perhaps he could be used better on SmackDown than Raw. But then a look on SmackDown, and I think hmm, they don't fill me with confidence, but. But on Neville himself, I mean, for for him to want to leave, to for it to go that far, that that's got to be worrying. And like you mentioned there, Austin Aries, I mean that's a good one to bring up because there again, there was a guy frustrated with uh, with storylines, with the de- you know character development and where they were taking him. And I think it's a worrying trend in that uh, people who are in that cruiserweight division are obviously concerned about. How the cruiserweights are positioned on, on WWE television.
2: Thing is, if you look, if you look at the the two guys who, well, one guy who's left and one who's looking to leave. Neville's obviously got his history in WWE, where he's he's had he's had some very good matches. Not um, not the most memorable of careers so far, but he's definitely had good matches. I mean, his NXT career was very good, but he's had his matches with. Uh, I think he did the US title open challenge with Cena, which was very good, and pretty much any, any level match is going to be good in some regard, and he, he failed to bridge the gap with the Cruiserweight division, Austin Aries was a main event star, I know, I know TNA was a, a much smaller audience base, um, compared to the WWE, but Austin Aries was one of the most over-talents in another, in another, in another wrestling, um, group, and you look at these other people who seemingly don't have natural charisma like Austin Aries or heel charisma like uh, Neville, and probably don't have the ability of Neville. And how how are they going to bridge the gap? Because they they don't get a chance. I've I've, I've stopped watching Two or Five so I don't know if they, I don't know about that. But if they're not if they're not getting the opportunity on Raw, they're never going to bridge that gap. It, if if these two proven worlds world-class performers can't do it. What? Are they, how are these young guns going to do How? How is Cedric Alexander going to do anything different that Austin Aries couldn't? It's crazy. It, yeah. It's really frustrating. And we saw with the original tournament that Cedric Alexander got over massively.
1: Yeah.
2: And it's just, but it's the, really the big frustrating.
1: Thing, the big thing about that tournament, though, is, for me was the setting. You know, p- putting the cruiserweights in... In a half-empty arena where people are leaving, is does not. It it's just sm- it gives
2: SmackDowns half-empty to start with.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, but people are leaving. They're yeah, done. Yeah. you know, they've been there for hours. They're going. They're not going to hang around for a show that that doesn't really sort of mean too much. So, and it, and that is a real shame because there's some talent there, but the way it's been, the way it's been presented, the way it's been positioned, and that that atmosphere that you get from. From the place being, you know, half empty at best at times, it's all wrong. It it doesn't have that vibe to it. I think if you put the cruiserweights in the NXT setting, it's it's a closer knit. It's it's got a that that it's got some intensity to it. And then you could, you know, you if you use that as your weekly show, and then still have them on segments, then people on Raw are actually looking forward. To seeing these guys that they see on a on a network show that's pretty hot like NXT. Mm. I just think the setting and the atmosphere that you get across on screen to people gives something a, gives you a vibe about the product. And if you know if half the audience can't be bothered to be there, then what does that tell you about the quality of the product? You know wh- whether it's true or not, whether the you know, the action is good or not if people can't be bothered to hang around you no know, do you think well is it worth bothering me watching and, and it's a real shame because there's so much talent there and it's so been so badly misused ever since they they moved it onto the the main roster
2: yeah i think i think uh, you made a good point with nxt and i think it was jason roberts who made it in our whatsapp group that if the cruiserweight title was defended on nxt they'd be probably one of the most over groups in the company because Triple H should let them do what they're good at whereas on Raw they have to sell the division they have to sell the matches they have to sell themselves as characters when not many of them actually have characters that are established on Raw because um, you look at Drew Gulak he's he's established his. I think he's some presidential thing he's trying to establish that on 205 Live the try to establish feuds on 205 Live and then put them on Raw randomly. It just doesn't work. I mean, if in NXT, you get a much more into it crowd because it's at Full sale or wherever, it's it's smaller, it's more um, smart crowd, it's probably fair to say. Yeah. Uh, and they'll just be into it more. I mean, you can still have the people performing on the main rosters, but if you just, if you segregate them off into their own division on on main TV, they're going to be trekkers as a, as a sideshow. Uh, it, if they, if you could, half of them could do a job in the mid card. Mm-hmm. Well, well, most of them could, and most of them could get over in the mid card. It's just, uh, it, it, it really needs a revamp and a, yeah. having having Calisto versus Enzo is, isn't going to, isn't going to do anything for it really.
1: No, it, it you know, a revamp and a rethink that definitely. Um, but fingers crossed that, um, i kind of torn, actually. I say fingers crossed that Neville doesn't leave because I don't want to see him leave. Uh, and I, I, I do want to see the king of the cruiserweights back doing what he does. But in another way, if he's unhappy, I almost, you know, welcome him moving on because, you know, as people have shown that there is plenty of life out there beyond WWE now, whether it's Japan or ROH, there's so much going on. There's money to be made outside. So, uh, I guess we'll just have to see what happens. But, I hope uh, he stays
2: in WWE, but most importantly I hope I he's happy in WWE.
1: Yeah. Let yeah. let's hope he's utilized better than he has been the, the past yeah. few weeks. Exactly. But uh anyway, let's let's move along to uh, the Hell in the Cell pay per view. Uh we won't really bother with uh, the pre show. I mean there's just a little match <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um but kicking the show off. And obviously, they, they like to split up when they're using the cell, uh, it, at the start and at the finish. So, uh, starting things off inside Hell in the Cell, we had New Day versus Usos for the Tag Team Championships. Uh, and, and these guys put on another excellent match. Uh, and they found ways to be innovative. In, in presenting a different match to what they'd given before, but also presenting something slightly different to what we'd seen on the in the cell match before.
2: Yeah, it. I mean, I think everyone wanted it in the Hell in a Cell because it it, it one sure the appreciation of this feud and what it's done to a a quite tired division. Um, but most importantly, they've. They've performed every time they've been in the ring together. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't look like it's continuing. um But what a match to put on. It, J- Xavier Woods, when he when the New Day started, he was an absolute nobody who was... I think he was teaming with our truth at the time um, before New Day. But look at him now. He He's one of the best mouthpieces in the business, in the company. And... He's performed every time he's been in the ring, whether it's been in singles or or tag team, and he's fantastic. Big E's fantastic. The Usos. I thought the heel turn wouldn't work, but it, it, it's it been brilliant, in my did you? opinion. Did, Adam,
1: did you not think it would work? Because I've got I, to say, I, I, I thought they were crying out for for I like was, a, an edge to them.
2: I was just really tired of them. I think they needed yeah. to be off screen more than have a... A change of character, but no, it it, it worked perfectly, um, it did, especially and just especially on that since New Day came at SmackDown.
1: Yeah, we're just just on the Usos there as as heels. You know what i i, I see the 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 characters that the Uso ha, Usos have as heels, and, and you know what I see I see a tag team Roman Reigns, yeah. uh, that and that is, and and I do think that this this heel run for the Usos, they could organically turn back babyface now because Mm. they've developed the characters so well. They're so much more rounded. I think it's made them better performers. Uh, And the crowd are respecting them for their work. I think their work has improved with it as well. They've learned a lot and they've developed a lot. And I feel that I think they could see a similar thing if WWE actually just let Roman Reigns do it. I don't think we're going to see it, certainly not in the near future now. But I I think you could have a similar type of effect because I think he naturally has that same, that similar kind of character where they're quite sort of cool, but they're also, you know, with that nasty, that aggressive, Mm. but also that arrogant edge to them. Uh, And I see just similarities in in the type of heel character that that they can portray and and the benefits that can be gained from a run in that character. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I think they, they've been in a shining light for, for how sometimes, you know, what you think is a character, how it can develop and change and really, really improve all around Mike skills, in-ring work, everything. I think they've, they've been fantastic and it's, uh, uh, they deserve to have them built.
2: Definitely. I, I think the best way of saying it is that they're just more natural um in this character. Um I mean when uh, before the heel change they were obviously still doing the, the weird Rikishi playing in paint thing with the with the bright shorts. And it just it was a very tired and a bit meh. Um but since now it's a bit more realistic, it's a bit more modern, a bit more urban. Um and did on the mic especially the the, the very natural um Talkers, they're good talkers, and they have really good chemistry with uh, New Day. Who I think all three of them are, are pretty good on the mic. Xavier, especially, as I said, and I mean, you look at the thing on SmackDown where they were giving each other kudos and respect. I mean, <laughs> the thing where the Sabre's angle is uh, cool that made me chuckle, and it was, it was, it was, it's it just natural, and I think. <sighs> It it just really works and it's just the one test for them is if they can do it away from the New Day because the Usos have probably yes. had two good feuds in the time at WWE, like really good feuds. They had the Wyatt family, or, uh, Harper and Rowan, they had really good matches uh, a good few years ago and then New Day, they're the two feuds they've had. And it may be possible that it's going to be the uh, or what they called now the Bludgeon Brothers or whatever they bloody calls Oh yes, with, with yeah. the with the fake ass hammers. So it might be, we might be seeing that feud again. But if that's that gonna, if that's going to turn it, yeah, it it really was. If the, if that's going to have the Usos turn face, yeah, let's see how it goes. Let's see if it's more natural for them to be speaking now. Um, but yeah, th- this this feud worked on so many levels.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah, it will be intri- It will be um, intriguing to see how they they get on not working with the new D. Mm. Uh, and good to get the give them two teams a rest from each other and, and see how things progress. Um, not so intriguing was the next match up: Randy Orton and Rusev. Um, oh, I forgot that <sighs> happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was forgettable. Uh, a forgettable feud. A forgettable feud. Even a forgettable match. And uh, neither guy have gained anything from this. Uh, Rusev gets nothing because he's been beaten, uh, and this is the guy who's supposed, to, who really should be on the rise. Randy Orton gets nothing from beating Rusev. Really, his character remains as stale as it was going into it. Uh, it's uh, it's just a pointless feud, and I think it was it was one of them moments where. Rusev getting the upper hand on this could have done something for Rusev and they and WWE could gain something from it and Randy Orton would be no better or worse for winning or losing this feud such is his position and it's yeah it's another one of those
2: not nobody, empty nobody cares nobody cares about Randy Orton as a face anymore like no. there was uh, was it Christian versus him when Randy Orton was first a face um, I think uh-huh. that's a way around it. Well, there was so many years ago. I think that was the last time Randy Orton as a face worked, and that was probably seven odd years ago. So that speaks volumes of it. Randy Orton is a really tired character. I mean, most people most people will agree that he's a fantastic worker when put in the right setting and when he's motivated. But this did nothing for Rusev. I mean, there was obviously rumours that Rusev. There was he or Rusev was wanting to leave a couple of months ago. I don't know how genuine they were, but Rusev's booking so weird. I mean, when he I think it was after Mania. I think he had a fatal four way, and he looked like a main event talent. I can't remember when it was. I, I think it was after it was the draft or after Mania, and it was a number one contendership for the WWE title. And Rusev just came back, and he was in peak condition. And he looked like he belonged in the main event, and ever since then he's been buried by every big star he's gone up against, and it's just been stupid. He's yep. had the he's had the love triangle with Enzo and Cass. He's had, he got destroyed by Cena in a stupid flag match, and now this thing will run the on. Rusev, yep. Rusev should should be a main event heel by now. It, it just wasted him.
1: Yep, and, and and like you say, you know, there's nothing. There's no benefit for either character or the hmm. show to be gained from the way that they've played it out. Exactly. And that that is a, that's a real shame when, when neither character benefits from a, from a feud and the outcomes of a feud, that's a real shame. That's a failure. And, and it's, it's a real waste of Rusev and it's kind of concerning with Randy Orton. I think Randy Orton needs something different and, I mean, I joked about it last week, putting Orton and Dolph Ziggler together, but maybe that's that could be something that, at least as a, as a pairing, as a you know, as a nasty, vindictive, vicious pairing mm-hmm. who are so bitter that they've been overlooked, you know, and cast aside. Perhaps that that would work, maybe, because right now I'm struggling to think of anything else for either of them, and and that is. Uh, and that's—it's uh, kind of a common thing, you know—the the way some people are booked uh, and look to perceive on, on the show. It's—it's it, it's that throwaway of, you know, we won't bother with the character, and all of a sudden, ah, look, we want you to care about them. But a month later, yeah, you don't need to care about them anymore. It's—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's, it's such a shame. I mean, uh, again,
0: the, the I was going to say sorry.
1: I was sorry, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, Rusev is another one of those guys that came up to him, went from NXT really hot, done something. They did do something well with him, but then gone. You know,
2: and remember and his debut the, when he came in in the Royal Rumble. There was yes, so much intrigue. Exactly,
1: about him. exactly. Yeah, another guy who came in the Royal Rumble, Ty Dillinger.
2: Mm.
1: You know, hot as hell. What? And and suddenly he's off TV for ages, and then he's thrown into matches here and there. It, it, this is this thing. The people come up from NXT and they don't seem to really know what to do with them, you know. But beyond maybe one or potentially two storylines, and I, I, I don't know. It, it's it's a worrying trend for me. It's a really worrying trend because NXT is a really hot product, and people come up, they build them up, they come across, they come up to the main roster. People are really excited to see them. Uh, they either do nothing straight away, or they have something really good for a for a period, and then they disappear and they cool off. And and there's 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 something not quite right here. I mean, on that triple threat match for the for the US title, uh, as it turned out to be, obviously we weren't really hotly anticipating uh, Baron Corbin with AJ Styles. Throwing Ty Dillinger into the mix did help the floor of the match. It was certainly a better match than it would have been if it was just Baron Corbin involved.
2: Yeah. To but, be fair, they had a good match smacked SmackDown.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but Ty Dillinger, do you yeah. feel like he's just a throwaway in this and Baron Corbin as a champion? Do you, do you think there's much beyond him other than his his work on the microphone as a heel?
2: Ooh. I'm, I've, I've said it before, I'm not really that big a fan of Corbin, but these have probably been his two... Best matches on the main card. I think he had a decent triple threat with Cena and AJ before. Um, but these two, ma- I know he's working with AJ Styles, so he should he should really have a match, a good match with anyone. <coughs> um, but yeah, Corbin, this this will be a really really important title to run for him because I mean AJ Styles didn't do a lot for the US title, so if Corbin can do something, that'll show he can carry a title um it seems like he won't be working with aj if if obviously he lost the rematch so i think aj might be going on a bigger and better things hopefully but we, we hope so yeah so th- i think the first thing you say is that the triple threat match was actually really good i wasn't expecting anything from it but it was probably third best match of the night um which says a lot when two of the two. The two Helena Cell matches were absolutely excellent for for many a reason, but this really did capture the eye. I mean, Ty Dillinger and Baron Corbin really benefited from it. I know Ty Dillinger was basically put in to take the pinfall, um, but Ty Dillinger proved he can perform at that level, and Baron Corbin. I I don't like I don't like him talking about internet trolls and stuff like that as a gimmick, but. Let's let's see what he can do, because I, I I didn't like him with the money in the bank briefcase. Um, so I think uh,
1: neither did people behind the scenes. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> so I
2: think I think this is a, a as long as they can put that out in the back of people's memories, this could work. Because he 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 never proved it on NXT that he could get over that well. Um, so let's see what he can do with a mid card title and probably feud him with Ty Dillinger, or if not. I don't, I don't
1: know. <laughs> I don't know what else I, is there. I, th- I think the, 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 the best thing he's done was <laughs> at the end of SmackDown saying, you know, I, I will, what was it, I'll ride a boat in your rivers of tears. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, yeah, and that was it, you know, it reveling in, in the fans disliking him. Mm. Uh, not just disliking the character, but generally just disliking him. So I, I think in as a heel character i think he knows his character he has a character there it's quite well established and he does that quite well
2: he's naturally a bit of a prick isn't
1: he well yeah but he's i mean that's you know that's the thing he's he's playing that character he plays it really well yeah that that bit of it's fine his mic work is improving his ring is in ring work i thought Used to be rather poor. Then mm. it, it took a bit of an upturn, and then it kind of stalled for a bit. And yes, the you know these have been decent matches, uh, pre- well, pretty good match, the triple threat one anyway. You know, so it it's improved slightly, but I think there's still a long way to go. But I, I think what you said was right. It will be interesting to see whether, you know, whether or not he can carry this title, and it, it could be the make. Or breaking of, it, of his future, actually, how he carries this title and I, how people perceive him with it.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the most interesting point from uh, the Hell and Cell match was um, they let him direct the match for a good portion of it, like probably the first, I don't know, 10 minutes or so? Probably not that long, but Corbin was the one setting the pace with all the spots and stuff like that, rather than having AJ. Be the uh, ring general. They were having Corbin direct. Traf- direct <laughs> this is going to be cliche filled crap, but um, they were having Corbin take uh, be centre stage of the match, and I thought that was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he got the yeah. heelish victory, but maybe maybe they just want maybe they just see what Corbin can do. But yeah, I think this title will be uh, this title one will be the defining factor of his career, and uh, let's see let's see what he can do without AJ Styles.
1: Yeah, and and that's the thing as well is
2: hopefully
1: it it's time for AJ to move back into that main title picture uh, and however that looks, or get in there somewhere. Yeah, I mean we we'll, we will get to that bit shortly, but um yeah that, that is make no mistake you know make no bones about it that's where we want to see AJ Styles at the top of the card, uh, not with a mid card title trying to uh, you know uplift it. So let, let's uh, let. Let hopefully the the future is bright. Um, on to another title, the the women's championship. I I didn't really hold up too much hope for this one. I mean, my prediction that we would see uh, Charlotte win and then Carmella cash in didn't come to fruition. But I think I, I do think that is what we will see eventually. It didn't obviously it didn't happen at Hell in the Cell, but I think we're going to see that at some point soon because th- this match was a bit of a, a nothing affair really, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> we keep going under the bigger picture rather than the matches, but, um, it, the, the, these last few matches, there's not really anything there other than the comment on the bigger picture. And again, the the women's division on SmackDown is just not really that interesting.
1: No. <laughs> this was Monica like TV match. Yeah. You know, as though we're building towards a, a pay-per-view match, th- this actually felt, cause I, I actually, as a a lot of the pay-per-views now, the, a good portion of the pay-per-views kind of feel like you're just watching a TV show, except that you've had you know, two or three killer matches thrown in there.
2: Yeah, exactly. And uh, this one was just so... When when they do the uh, injury angle in a match, especially to the more talented one, who should be the character... I know Natalia's a bit of a... Well, vet- veteran probably translates to old, but is capable in the ring why would you Why would you have Charlotte be the injured party in this one? I know it's the face versus heel thing, but Charlotte's the one who, and she had the moonsault at the end, but that just led to a really crap ending. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I think this is, I, I think really this is all part of telling the story to Carmella coming and cashing in. Uh, th- mm. This is a part of a, a bigger storyline. Uh, but The thing, like I said, the thing is that kind of a finish is, the, is normally the kind of thing you see on exactly a TV exactly match. What I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, building towards a big, you know, pay per view championship match. But it's almost of that style that what we're seeing now is we're going to work up towards probably Ric Flair being there in attendance, uh, and somehow, uh, you know, that there's the her knees all banged up, but somehow she manages to. To do, you know, to somehow win, win the, win the title, but yeah. she's injured. She's so banged up that Carmella comes in and is able to take it from her right in the face of Ric Flair. You know, and and that's obviously that is, it's that image that, that that WWE are building towards. That, in my view, anyway.
2: Uh, they just need to get it done, really, <laughs> because who've they got outside of Charlotte Becky Lynch who, who are over, really. I mean, Naomi, I think she's talented in the ring, but she didn't really connect. Um,
1: yeah, be, be Carmella. Yeah, will be Carmella, won't it, I positioned it, it as, the, as the big heel.
2: Yeah, they, they need the heel. There's nothing to bounce back off since uh, Bliss left. It's, mm. uh it's a bit disappointing. Um, Natalia's capable, but, I mean, her character's about cats and stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, she, she's a solid worker, but um, a prime. It's well, it's, she's not in a prime now, in terms of uh, how quick she was and how good she was in the ring. But yeah. uh, I mean, you mentioned disappointing, and, and I'm going to use that as a segue to <laughs> to um, a title that was, I'll say once, once was the most prestigious in the business, and nope, still should so. be.
2: Now is the bottom.
1: And right now is held by a jobber, and and I'm sorry, but it is a jobber. And for, for the life of me, that this, I I can't get my head around this. You a guy who's come up, Shinsuke Nakamura, who's hot as hell. Uh, you've put him into a nothing fifty-fifty feud with Dolph Ziggler. Cooled is cooled all the uh, excitement about him coming up. And then you bang him into to this program, and you're having him lose to a guy who everybody else was beating quite comfortably uh, up until about three months ago, when you suddenly decided you need to to make your product in India big. I, I personally, I look, I think Jinder's definitely um, benefited from this run, uh, and he's improved with his character. He's improved his mic skills. His in-ring work is still very, Terrible. very limited. Yeah, but I think he—you could have given, you could put the U.S. title on him now, and it would have the same effect. You know, he doesn't need to have that title on him because the, the sad fact is he can't carry that championship.
2: More importantly, the show can't carry him having the championship. This is true. I mean. Have pulled out Shane McMahon trying to kill himself again to try and cover over the fact we don't have the proper WWE Championship. And, uh.
1: Well, could make... you imagine? Could you imagine if that ended the show? If the, the title match ended the show? How people would have reacted to that pay per view?
2: thing is, he beat him clean. Oh, yes. Pretty, pretty clean. Yes. I mean, they protected Randy Orton for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Yet they've got Shinsuke Nakamura who. As you said, came up from NXT. Um, crap feud with Ziggler. Lost um, heelishly to Jinder the first time. He beat Cena and Randy Orton. Clean. Before this feud. What the... That just doesn't make sense. At all. And for Jinder to beat him clean. It, it's killed... It's killed Naco, it's, it's put a halt on Nakamura's career till... Till... The... More global crowd comes in at WrestleMania season because they'll they'll obviously cheer for him because they know who he is, and the only way Nakamura's gonna get back in the main event picture is if it's against AJ Styles in front of a smart crowd, cause he's dead now, he's absolutely dead, and they had him in a bloody tag team match. I mean, Jinder can't even do a crappy tag team match on SmackDown. That's how, that's how protected he is because they don't want to sit, they don't want to, they don't want to show how bad he is on TV. That's why he's having these crap, weird matches where the, the Singh brothers are getting involved and then he does two moves and wins.
1: Yeah, we're seeing he the got, same match over they, and they over use, again.
2: Yeah, they're using um, Aiden English over the WWE Champion in a match. And <laughs> Aiden English is a better worker. If Aiden <laughs> English was Indian, I wouldn't be that harced. He <laughs> <English laughs> can work. <laughs>
1: well, it's... It, I like it, it is. It in English. <laughs> yeah, it's it is mad. It really is. It, it's it's disappointing, and it's like you say. It, it's it's really hurting Nakamura. What they've done it has hurt Nakamura. It's hurting the championship. Uh, it's hurting the product. And like you say, you 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 know you can't bring him out, and you can't use him in this match because for what? You know he's got nothing. He's got nothing, and it's.
2: It, there's, uh, it, there's only one way to fix it, and that's have AJ Styles win it on. Never mind waiting for the next pay per view. I don't even know what it is for SmackDown. It's probably Survivor Series. So I know I know it's coming up, but I don't know when. But they need what, AJ Styles to win it on SmackDown.
1: Soon. Do we do we see uh, Nakamura Styles with Jinder as a triple threat as a way to actually involve Jinder Mahal in a hot match that will? you'd expect be very good
2: god could you imagine if he beat both of them at the same time
1: <laughs> don't put a dampener on it <laughs>
2: <laughs> no but imagine it, that is, that is the that's the biggest bone a vince would ever have if he could beat two of the biggest indie darlings at the same time with a marketing uh,
1: yeah point. it's it, it the it's it, he's had more than he than he ever really deserved to have in terms of you know a, a title run that experiment has it's failed really because it's done yep. nothing and yeah okay they can go to India at, at this point he doesn't actually need the belt he'll be well known enough they've established that the 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 show that belt the, the 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 SmackDown show and the title belt. They need to be positioned better. They need to be. Re- it needs to be represented much better than it is right now. Than than a guy who, for for years, has been a glorified jobber, and well, he's just been a jobber, no two ways about it. He has been he a was jobber. A
2: three-man band carried <coughs> yes. by Heath uh, Yes, God
1: a very so. limited worker at the bottom of the card to suddenly get thrust to the top and put the title belt on. It doesn't. It, it just doesn't work. It doesn't. It doesn't. The crowds don't go with it. You know, it, it's simple as that. They will not go with that.
2: Have and, him win it. Have him win it in India. Uh, have a big moment at least. Yeah. If, don't if you just waste four months.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> if you're going if you want to get somewhat, I said, if you wanted to put him in that position, then fine, fair enough. Build him up. You know, build him up over time, not just suddenly throw him in there. So the whole thing has been a failure and and maybe if we get Nakamura back in there with and AJ Styles in a triple threat, maybe that way we get a transition and the title can move on to bigger and better things.
2: The thing is about the India Tour, is if WWE go over to India and have Jinder Mahal versus, I don't know, Nakamura, and they have the same quality match as they've had, well, every match Jinder Mahal's been in has been pretty crap, if they have the same level quality of match again, there's going to be no repeat business. The one to put on a show, you want you want them to be entertained in the wrestling, not just one character, because you're not going to have. Well, <laughs> I won't put it past them, but you're not going to want to have Jinder Mahal as your as your champion every time a a tour to India rolls about. No,
1: they, they can always do a tag match. Uh, they can hide him in the tag match, I suppose. But uh, anyway, let's let's move things on. Uh, Bobby Roode, of Ziggler, I mean, we've mentioned Ziggler. Ziggler, the effect that, she, uh, that he had on, on Nakamura coming into SmackDown, you can say exactly the same thing for, for Bobby Roode. Again, really hot character uh, at NXT, was NXT champion, came in. I thought, in a way, was kind of being smart, letting him come in as uh, initially as a baby face because they knew he would get that kind of reaction. I thought they might even transition him back to being a heel pretty quickly, you know, with it with his goods, um, uh, microphone work, and yeah. the established heel character that he has. I thought it'd be a nice, easy transition, go back, you know, and and will get get something really good from him. But no, they've tried to really work him as a, as a babyface. He's not a natural babyface, and this is not good. And yeah, it's the Dolph Ziggler effect, two
2: yeah, I mean, you get... Cocky heel turns into cringy face pretty quickly, doesn't it? And it doesn't always... Uh, it doesn't work, the better. And having him against Ziggler as a heel, who's... Nobody cares about... I mean, Ziggler's talented, but... They've done too much damage to him. Stop giving... Fre- no, it's not fresh, because obviously Bobby Roode's been around years. Uh, just in TNA. But give. stop giving debutants on the main roster... Crappy feuds where people don't people don't care about. You've got yeah. people like Randy. Randy Orton's been wasted. Let someone make a statement on a on a legend, not not a Ziggler, who's unfortunately been been ruined. But I mean,
1: that's man, wanna... that's, a, that's a good one actually. You mentioned that, you, and you know what? Thinking, thinking of that. Randy Orton, if he was going to stay as a baby face, imagine that Bobby Roode. C- comes in, gets that cheer that first week, then start gives his heel promo the next week. You know, hey, you know, look, I don't care about whether you cheer me, boo me, whatever. I'm not here for that, and you know, I'm going to change the show around. You're all going to, you know, the, is you know, he's the character he's got, the arrogant heel, and, and then he has that, he has a feud with with Randy Orton, and he beats Randy Orton, and you, like you said there, make a statement. That is, that's a statement. You know, someone just coming in and beating a 13-time champion—that is a statement. Then that's how you get something from Randy Orton. They've, you know what I mean. Then Randy Orton means something, and yeah. they've solicited something from Randy Orton, and it's that would have been so much better than what we've had for for Randy Orton, Rusev, and for yeah. for Rude and Ziggler, definitely. Like,
2: then that opens so many doors for Bobby Roode afterwards if he wins that... Well, he would, he should win that feud on in our heads. But if he won, say, if he did have a feud with Randy Orton and he won it, that would open so many doors. If AJ Styles was still US champion, there's a door. Um, even if Ty Dillinger became US champion, there's, I, I think they feuded on NXT for a bit. There, there's a natural progression, route. I mean, even... Hopefully, Jinder's title reigns end is in sight, but... He's, that means he'd be ready for any part of the card, and we know Bobby Roode's reliable in any part of the card. He can gauge a reaction, he, even if it is just through his entrance as, as a face. Like I still like him, but it, there's just nothing, no chemistry for him, yeah. between him and Ziggler. So he could probably he could do being a face in this character, probably very well. Um,
1: the, the, but that vanilla reaction, I think, was was actually mirrored by the match that they had. Yeah. Because I thought it was a non-entity of a match, and this is a you know between two talented workers. I mean, Bobby Roode is an absolutely solid worker, mm. uh, and and Dolph Ziggler, yeah, he is talented. But like you said, the way he's been handled over the past few years, nobody cares, and as a result, nobody cares about this match. So all of a sudden, the guy that's coming up with the, on the back of excitement, it doesn't mean anything now, and it's such a shame. It's such a waste, isn't it?
2: Thing is, this was probably Ziggler's best match in, since the Miz feud, and nobody gives nobody give one singulatory fuck. <laughs> it, nobody cared. It was actually the ending was a bit weird, but the match was actually all right, and mm. there was not one bit of reaction to it. And then they're obviously going to have a rematch next week on SmackDown. Nobody cares.
1: Yeah. It, yeah. Another, it doesn't it's do another...
2: anything for anyone.
1: No, and that's it. It's another one of those. It does nothing for either guy.
2: Ziggler and Bray Wyatt need to make a tag team.
1: The buried. The buried. Well, that's where we'll leave that one. We'll bury that one. (laughs) Um, Because all it it leaves us uh, on this show is uh, the final Hell in a Cell match. Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. Now, (sighs) I'm not the biggest fan of Shane McMahon because he is, I I think, you know, the term glorified stuntman is quite accurate, really. It's incredible what he's prepared to do, but (laughs) I was cringing watching at times uh, over what they potentially might do to each other. Uh, I was just waiting for for him to jump off the top of that cell and thinking, oh, my God. You know, I I don't need to see guys putting their livelihoods at risk anymore. I don't know why uh, I might have... I might have enjoyed watching that twenty years ago, but it, right now it kind of makes me cringe a bit. No,
2: nothing, nothing tops Mick Foley.
1: Does it is <laughs> exactly nothing quite, but but I've got to say this was um, th- this was a good story that they told, and and I thought Kevin Owens really led this beautifully, uh, and it was it went a long time. I mean, the whole pay per view went three and a half hours, but this match went a long time, but it was. It was good, and and I didn't feel bored, and and that's a good thing for such a long match, especially with Shane McMahon involved.
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's the best. Pr- well, it was, it was it was very good. I mean, it, it started very quick. Obviously, they had the scrap outside the uh, the cell, um, but it it was just it was perfection in storytelling, and this is this will do wonders for uh, Kevin Owens um, as a heel. He's now one of the best heels in the company, other than Roman Reigns. <laughs> um,
1: has been for has been for well for, since day one.
2: Yeah, if, if, and on a, now he's just now he's on the platform that he deserves rather than um being in weird. Well, his his run as the universal champ was good for me. I mean, they protecting him a little bit too much, but the festival of friendship to and now this, it shows that Kevin Owens is just so good. If they use Kevin Orange properly, he's he's my favorite guy in the company. Yeah, he he's fantastic. And to have it, it to me, it felt like forty minute plus match. I don't I don't know what it actually was. Yeah,
1: it was it was it was around forty minutes. I think thirty mm. thirty eight thirty nine minutes. But I, I've got to say as well, probably one of the best things about this match and of this pay per view as a whole, and all alluded to before we got started, was that. WWE very rarely do this nowadays but NXT have started doing it um, fairly regularly and that is ending these special events with a reason for you to tune in to the TV show and and it's and it's leaving not you know it it's bringing an end to something but also starting something new and the involvement of Sami Sami Zayn was absolute perfection you know it was so it was an understated use and that was perfect. It was just absolute perfect, perfection because it left you at the end thinking, right, what happens next? I need to see what happens next. How does he explain what he's done? Where are they going to take this? I want to see the next part. And for me, to get to the end of a pay per view and want to see more and want to see what comes next, that's, that's what you should be aiming for.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I imagine. Um, viewership figures of uh, both Raw and Smackdown aren't exactly hitting the height but if Smackdown didn't have a spike I don't know what else they can do because that was fantastic um, Neither killing Shane one <laughs> two having Sami Zayn brought in I, I I think some people would have called it but I imagine more people were expecting Triple H some some other McMahon interference um, just Kevin Owens, winning clean. Sami Zayn, it, it, it does so much. It it brings a new dynamic to SmackDown now that you've got two huge heels. You've got Sami Zayn, who is now relevant and is instantly in uh, in a main event picture because he's on Ke- he's with Kevin Owens. Them two them two have the world at their feet, and Sami Zayn's not had a, a proper run as anything for ages probably no. since he last fought kevin owens and
1: that's part yeah but then that is part of the part of why it works so well uh, and hence his, mm. his promo on smackdown after it, it was was you, great as you, well
2: did you think he had that in him i didn't know he was that good on the mic
1: i i don't know i, I seen that i think there's been i think there's been little indications little moments where, where he's got quite passionate that he shows he has got a bit more to him. I just thought that that promo was perfect. Yeah. You know, it From wasn't Boston. over the top. Yeah, it wasn't over the top. It didn't go, it, it wasn't, they didn't push it too far beyond, you know, the boundaries where suddenly he starts screaming at people and things like that. It was, when you think about it, the, the one of the best promos that heels can give is that it's got to, it has a justification to what they're saying they, they have to be justified in what they're saying. except that you know their take on it is slightly different to what everyone else is seeing. But if there's a justification then it makes sense and that's the you know the best way you get something from a heel. And and there was justification to what he was saying. And it's like from what he was saying, yeah that's true, that's true, yeah, okay. And and it's and it's that you know, that heel is the twisting it in their mind, but everything he said made sense. It was yeah. logical. And it was just so it made it absolutely it made the whole turn plausible, you know, for a guy that's been beaten by his
2: It made horrendous booking seem like good booking.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, exactly. And the guy that's beaten him up for, for the last two, three years, it made it plausible that he could actually get back together as a friend with him. You know, and he's saying, you know what? I just kind of realized you were right. You were right. And it's there you go. As simple as that, and, and it's that's it's like a moment of genius. And and, and you were right there as well. You, you know, it's It does so much. It adds a new dynamic. It adds a new dy- dynamic to Kevin Owens. It, it's something fresh and exciting with Sami Zayn. It's another reason to tune into SmackDown. Mm.
2: And if this doesn't lead to them two feuding, I don't know when, I, I don't know how, but if this doesn't lead to these two feuding over a WWE title, I'm going to be good.
1: Yeah, and if they're smart, they'll hold it off. Let these stay yeah. together for a year. Let that, these have a good year together.
2: If that was the main event of next year's SummerSlam, that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, it could be.
2: It's not gonna be because it's WWE, but that'd be amazing. <laughs> uh,
1: it's it's more plausible than them doing it at uh, WrestleMania. But I'd like to think that they could they could give them a long time together. Mm. You think you think how long they kept? Um, I hope they Owens don't go into and the Jericho,
2: tag team. But... I hope they don't go into the tag team division but I hope there is something this leads to something big. Mm. If both of them if if Sammy has a mid mid card title and w, uh, Owens the WWE title I don't know eventually off AJ, it it, it, it could really work.
1: Yeah I, I, that's a good point actually yeah <clears throat> somewhere down the line we I mean we mentioned the you know potential triple threat there Nakamura Styles with uh with Jinder so and Jinder gets put out the picture and then suddenly you've got Nakamura yeah. Styles versus Owens and and Sami Zayn oh, and and then and then between them you know you, you get one versus the other and the other one versus the other that you know that there's some that's
2: there's money there that is absolute that's absolute printing money
1: yes. Not only that, it's it's matches you've not seen on the main roster before, and it's putting them in different places. And it's it's Sami Zayn. It's exciting because it's Sami Zayn, the worker that you know is really good, it, Imagine if they can
2: imagine if they can recreate um, Sami Zayn versus Nakamura from NXT. Well, imagine if they, imagine if they can recreate that somehow.
1: Well, there, there's a potential. That's for how, all that's how
2: you fix Nakamura. <laughs>
1: well, this is it. This is it. All of a sudden. You get you you know you move the title into things and you do have the potential, you know, for getting the the very best out of four characters. You you would imagine. I mean, obviously we've already had AJ Styles and Kevin Owens, so you don't necessarily put them two together. But mm. in terms of a tag team or a, a ways of switching it around, so you've got Nakamura against Owens because they've fought before and you know that they can work together. Yeah, and Styles and and Sami Zayn. There, yeah. There's there is a lot That's of potential. That's what I want to
2: see. Yeah, I want to see them that. too. That's yeah. new.
1: It gets people excited, so it's. I I mean, I I, I enjoyed the match, but I love the fact that they, what they offered up at the end of it was me wanting to come back for more. So uh, on on the whole
2: though,
1: as a pay per view, I mean, how did you feel about it? Uh, good, bad, um, but
2: different i think it helps that this they ended in such a strong way but i'd I'd say a big thumbs up i think the good matches and and the and the o and the uh well the great matches and the good matches um mm. better way to word it really carried the crap matches because I, although some of them were bad and some of them were really forgettable you still come away thinking there was three good matches there
1: yeah and two of them were, were certainly re- memorable weren't
2: they yeah exactly
1: yeah, I'd, I'd agree on the Holy i It was it was good. It, well, I didn't think it was great or a classic or anything like that. No. But, but I think it was it was good and and for, certainly, for a
2: gimmick pay per view, it did all that it could.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and considering the build up to it was not all that good, it was. Um, it, again, I think WWE. You could say they've over delivered where they've under delivered on the build.
0: Mm.
2: Absolutely.
1: So that that's it. That's. Uh, that's hell in the cell out of the way. And like I said, it's flown by. Yeah. And then next, next week we have to talk about another pay-per-view. PLC <laughs> coming up.
2: At least we can talk about Asuka.
1: That's one thing. I will look forward to that one. Uh, anyway, yes, that wraps up this, uh, this edition of uh, the pro wrestling the Next right here on the Anfield index uh, podcast channel. Um, don't forget, as always, you can keep in touch with us uh, on Twitter at PW underscore index uh, is our uh, account name on there. Uh, we, we're trying to be a little bit more active. You know, We've been on there this week. Uh, got, you know, keeping in touch with people, getting back in touch with you. Give us your thoughts. Uh, we ran a couple of polls as well, so uh, yeah, you can drop us a line, see what you think. Let us know if, it, what you-
2: if it's bitching after 3 o'clock in the morning, it's normally me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, it's. But if you want to get in contact with us here at the show, uh, anything that you want to say, if you want to ask any questions, anything like that, that is the place to do it. Um. So yeah, like we said, next week we'll be back to a preview of the uh, TL- TLC, tables, ladders, and chairs pay per view, uh, another gimmicky one. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, until then, I want to give my thanks to to Gadrinkle for joining me. And we want to thank all of you lovely listeners for tuning in and hitting that download button. But until next week, from me, Andy Wales, it is